What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting around with your friends talking sports, life, and everything in between. Jordan, how you doing on this Easter Sunday, brother? Doing good. It's a little bit cold for my liking for April, but you know, we're we're still uh, chilling. That is no pun intended. And yeah, baseball opening weekend or opening the series opener for baseball is almost done. There you go. We are literally sitting here on Easter Sunday filming the podcast in our Easter clothes. So hope you all had a great Easter Sunday. Hope you all had a great opening baseball week. Hope you watched some Final Four action for March Madness. It really is a good, I mean, sports, it was so nice to watch baseball this weekend and see fans in the stands and hear yeah, cheers yep. and boos you know i don't like boos but like but i mean it was just the atmosphere was back yeah bryce harper posted a picture on instagram of him getting to throw a ball into the stands and he was just you know obviously happy to did do you that. see those cleats that he wore that had the philly on it no but oh, actually, they were got, pretty oh, tight they, they were did, no they were oh no were bro. They? they were dragging him through his <laughs> oh it was bad that joker has a cleat game going on most of the time he really does though under armor sponsored correct he was yeah, one of the yeah. the og under armors like, well you know they he has his own cleat with an armor it's yeah. called the harper whatever they're on now but when are they giving you the harris like Har- they're on the harris three i think it is right 23 23 goat, goat number you've had 22 harris originals oh well the rest of them are so bad they just had to throw them out and restart <laughs> get them out of here Daggum. So, what'd you think? Baseball, like, like we don't have to dive super deep into it just because we only have what we've seen. The Braves have played two games. Most teams have played two or three games. Yep. Not a ton to go on here, but what are, what are your just quick thoughts? Well, off the off the top of my head, you know, I mean, obviously we have 160 more games to play, but, yeah, our uh, picks are not looking too good for they the really division aren't. winners. We actually tweeted out on, uh, on our Twitter page that uh, I think it was like – Six of our teams that we picked to win, not six. I think it was five out of the six lost day one. Hey, I will say though, you know, you kind of the Brew Crew. You kind, yeah, the Brew Crew. The Brew, the Brew Crew won their opening game. Is all I'm gonna say. That was my uh, NL Central pick. They did. That was the one pick that we had. Di- was that the only pick we had different for the division series? Uh, I know I champions? picked Toronto in the wild card series. Yeah, we were different. And there, yeah. Toronto won at least one game as well. Dude, you might just have I the lucky just, sauce. Well, I don't know. I one, picked, at, one out of six ain't I bad. Picked, I picked the Braves to win the uh, NL East, and I picked the Mets to win the wild card, and the Mets haven't played in the Braves row in two. They haven't played either, I guess. But. Yeah, no. Yeah, Mets haven't played yet because of uh, COVID between them and the Nationals. You know, in the I think it's like the Braves' first nine ball games or like eight ball games are against the Phillies. Like it's right. something crazy like that. They were talking about it yesterday. Yeah, and for the Phillies, their first 14 games are versus either the Mets or the Braves. Well, hopefully the Mets will get to play them. That's a chance to jump on the division early, though. It is. Which, I mean, still so much baseball to be played. Honestly, early thoughts, I mean, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, I watched their game last night versus the Rockies. Incredible baseball game, but like... Just as high-powered as ever. When you have an inside-the-park home run in a game, you know you're doing well. I mean, left fielder might have knocked himself out in the wall, but, you know, other than that. (laughs) It is crazy. Only three – well, yeah, three days of baseball, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We filmed this on Sunday morning. That so much – like, we've already seen people get gunned out. Yeah. We've seen disgusting pitches. We've seen absolute bombs. We've seen Nick Castellanos flex over a pitcher. Dude, a breakdown, (laughs) fam. Literally (laughs) – which that was so oh man the, yeah but it, honestly very entertaining already it seen is, the bitches clear 
has been. But I got a, I got a question for you. Uh oh, that we're makes gonna, me worry. We're gonna we're gonna build this off of a little series we did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we do. Well, let's first off, honestly, really good show plan for you guys today. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. We say it every week, but it is as genuine as it gets. Everything's kind of been on the rise for us lately, whether it's the Twitter, the views, the listens, everything's been going really well for us, and we are nothing without y'all listening. We'll sit here and do this with three listeners or three million. It don't matter. We love it, but the support means a ton. So, uh, really good show, and you're yeah. right. I appreciate you lobbing it up there, Kobe Shaq style. Absolutely. I'll be Shaq in this case, which, you know, he's a little bit taller than I yeah. am. I'm going to bring a Connor's question segment to y'all, and it's a Connor's question that we had a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But we're going to shift frame a little bit, go to a different sport here. And, you know, I set this up the, a couple of weeks ago when we did this with football. I was driving, and, and I just got to thinking, you know, if I was to become a brand-new fan of football, what team would I go with? Why would I go with that team? And now baseball's in full swing. I mm-hmm. see what I did there. It is. Um, I, same question. If you were to right now go, you know what, I love the game of baseball. I hadn't watched it on TV in a really long time. But I think I just need to become a fan of a team and start rocking with them. Who are you taking? Why are you taking them? I'm going to throw it over to you. Okay. Okay, I'll start. So, back in the day, this was an easy question. It was the Detroit Tigers. I loved I loved the whole big three setup they had with the Justin Motor Verlander. Motor City. Yeah. With Justin. You and M&M just rocking with oh, Justin yeah. Verlander. Oh, yeah. Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Anibal Sanchez in his prime. I'm huge. I'm a that huge. is a ridiculous. It is. And they never did anything. Three. But I'm a huge Mickey fan, Mickey fan as well. But Miggy's already hit a bomb. He has, and he's he's kind of getting out of the, out of his age range here. But you know, it's fine. Hey, if you still raking, bro, he is. But the Detroit Tigers are not my answer to this question. I actually was thinking about it hard last night. And All I the fans in Detroit just turned the podcast off. They, did. they said, "I they was did. giving you a shot, no more." So I, this came down to two teams for me. First was the St. Louis Cardinals, and honestly, after they embarrassed us in the playoffs two years ago, couldn't do it. So eleven to one. Eleven ah, or ten, it was it was like eleven one. It was like eleven runs in the first inning. So it was one of those you don't want to think about. So my pick, I'm going to the Windy City, and I'm going to rip the old White Sox. Oh, damn. I thought you would go Cubbies when nah, you set I'm me up there. Cubbies. I'm not going Cubbies. So White Sox to me, I mean, obviously they have a great young team. Luis Robert, Nick Madrigal are two guys who are in their first or second year in the league. Going to be doing a lot. Jose Abreu is an absolute beast at the plate, first baseman. Facts. And you got Tim Anderson, who's an electric shortstop. That whole uh, pitching staff is going to be led by Lucas Giolito going going forward. And they had some big pickups this offseason, too. So they're looking good. And for me, when I pick a team, too, I really look at legacy, right? Like the Braves have an incredible legacy of players behind them. The Jones boys, Chipper and Andrew. You got David Justice. You got the big three, the biggest three of all time, in my opinion, John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, and Tom Glavin. And, I mean, you know, just in looking back, you got Hammer and Hank, RIP, Field Necro, RIP. We lost both those guys this past year. Yep. And the White Sox have that same thing going on. You know, they got the big unit, Frank Thomas, in their in their back pocket, Jim Tomey, uh, Paul Canerco, and then obviously Mark Burley. If you don't remember that Mark Burley behind through the legs, little backwards pass to first base opening day a few, several years ago, go YouTube it. It's incredible. So, yeah, all in all, I mean, I think the, the White Sox are on the rise. They got a good legacy behind them. I wouldn't mind going to the Windy City catching a game or two, you know. So, 
Bro, you just came with the heat, dog. Ooh, that yeah. was like a really good, well thought yeah. out breakdown. Yeah. You can tell, like, you actually are passionate about that team. That that would be who you would rock with. So for me, I'm with you. It also comes down to two teams for me. The first team, and and now this pick seems a little obvious, of course, because they're the best team in baseball. But I'm a massive Clippers fan. I've been a Clippers fan for over a decade now, and I actually have a Dodgers. I whispered Dodgers into the mic. I don't know if I picked that up. Dodgers hat in my closet right now because it has the red L and a white A and the hat is blue. So I say it's a Clippers hat. Just because the the, the city really links like, you know, Magic Johnson who was, he you know, he was uh, uh, with the Lakers for a while. He also has part stake in the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, Clippers playing the same. It's just that city <sighs> as a whole and being a Clippers fan would make me want to in turn be a Dodgers fan. Has nothing to do with them winning, you know, being dominant. No, no, no. Like, I had that. Yeah, I had that okay. hat. I had that hat in like 2013. Uh-huh, long, sure. Long before, before they were dominant. Sure. Um, but for me, it is a very clear front runner. I have always rocked with the underdog, and they were an underdog until 2004, and that is the Boston Red Sox. Oh, okay. Take me to okay. Boston. Okay. Um, so for me, it's. Culturally, you know, the Dustin Pedroia era, Big Poppy. I mean, it, Matt Damon with the long hair and right, like it was everything. Johnny Damon, yeah, Johnny Damon, Matt Damon, Matt yeah. Damon, yeah, not actor. Matt Damon the actor. <laughs> this is not the Born Supremacy. Um, Johnny Damon before he went to New York, literally traded rivals. The rivalry there between the Yankees, you know, obviously you got Jeter and Rodriguez on one side and Poppy. I mean, it's just it just set it up perfectly. It's great drama. That's probably one of the biggest rivalries in sports, but definitely in baseball. And uh, for me, it all culminates into a documentary that is, to me, the greatest documentary and sports documentary of all time. And it's called Four Days in, what is it, Four Days in October? Yeah, Four Days in October. And it's it's about that series that they had at the Yankees Mm -hmm. when they became the first team to come down. uh, They were down 3-0. They come all the way back. And they literally are like playing. Have you ever watched it? No, I haven't watched I own it. I have to lend it to you. You can find it on Amazon Prime. Um, it's a 30 for 30. But it's literally just details that series and just the the drama that goes into it. Phenomenal. Great. You know, the team's not so good now, but it's kind of baseball royalty. Yeah. I mean, you had the Babe Ruth curse that they ultimately broke when they won the World Series that yep. year. Curse the, There's ba- also, curse the Bambino. Exactly. You shouldn't have sold him. Also, um, there's a really good, and this is just kind of off topic, but it fits. There's a really good rom-com with Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. Have you ever seen it called Fever Pitch? Uh-uh. He plays a huge Boston Red Sox fan. He owns okay. season tickets. He falls in love with Drew Barrymore. And it's based around the year they won the World Series. Yeah. And it kind of molds into the movie. Really good movie there. For me, it's the city of Boston. It's, yeah. And it's because I hold on to that era as a, as a young kid, watching that really good. And if I wasn't a Braves fan and I was starting over, take me to the city of Boston. This is a tangent. Have you you heard the rumor of why they sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees? I don't believe. Well, I I think so, but I'll let you. So the owner was also like a big philanthropist, and he did a lot in the theater. So he sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees to fund a Broadway play. That's incredible. (laughs) Oh, actually, and Babe Ruth wanted to leave too because Babe Ruth wanted to hit more. Because obviously he's the greatest home run of all time, Facts. and Boston's uh, Boston's coach wanted to keep him as a pitcher. Which, why? I mean, he's a pretty good pitcher too, but it's Babe Ruth. Dog. Let him let the dude hit. Let them let him rake. 
Yeah, Letterman. Imagine Babe Ruth being like in like the night. What was that like the nineteen thirties, forties, somewhere in there, fifties? Like, it was earlier than that, I think. Yeah, being probably like, hey, there. my name is Babe Ruth, and I rake. Yeah, I would. Yeah, one of the, a picture that I always want. And again, this has nothing to do with our conversation. It's the very last picture they ever took of him. He went to a Yankees alumni game. It was like toward the end of his life. That's when he was like, falling apart. Yeah, wasn't he's it? like eating up with cancer. He's leaning on a bat, and everybody just assumed like he just leaned on that bat. He's actually was using that bat as a cane because he could not walk. And he did properly. that a lot, like that pose where he like I feel like you see that pose a lot yeah, where he's yeah, leaning yeah. on the bat with like his one leg crossed over yeah. the other, just kind of chilling. Yeah, man, baseball royalty. It is to see for it. sure. So you go Chicago, I go Boston. Yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you had to start over today, pick a brand new team. Why? Why would you do it? What would your team be? We'd love to hear it. Put it in yeah. the Facebook, tweet us, whatever you feel like. Um, you know, we grew up in the nineties. Oh, we were both born in ninety four, just about two months apart. Welcome to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a very famous film that came out around that time. Now, so yep. honestly, I can I I have I don't know why I have this very distinct memory of my parents leaving and my grandmother coming over to watch me and my brother, and we watched Space Jam. We watched it all the time, but we I can very distinctly remember Granny Irene coming over and watching Space Jam. What were your thoughts on the OG Space Jam? Oh, it was incredible. I actually bought it on Blu-ray a couple years ago, and really? I need, I need to rewatch it. I that's had a the, pretty solid. Blu-ray. I had the OG VHS version of it I did too. As well, I did. But yeah, as I mean, well. just an incredible movie. Like you know, when I first watched it at the time, like is Michael Jordan, and granted, like I wasn't a big basketball fan, so I didn't understand as a kid. And then Bill Murray, I'm like, who's this guy? But you know, the Looney Tunes. Obviously, everybody needs Looney Tunes. You know, Bugs and Daffy Duck, and you know, all that's these. a great point because I'm the same way. Like it's it's really kinda, and I know we're seeing LeBron do it here. Which if if you hadn't understood it already, that's where we're headed. Like he was literally in like the height of his career. Yeah, yeah. And went and yeah. did a movie with the Looney Tunes that would become an oh, yeah. all time classic sports. And film. it's so funny because I actually just finished uh, the Last Dance, and I and I think episode seven was when they're showing him like mm-hmm. doing yeah. Uh, the kind of dog at Space Jam. But to me, it's just such a swap now because, like, you know, as a kid, it was just like, oh, this is Looney Tunes. This is cool. And now, and like, then there's this guy with a Bulls yeah, jersey yeah. on. And now, as an adult, I'm like, yo, you have Patrick Ewing in here, Charles Barkley, like the yeah. whole, like, the biggest basketball stars yeah. of the time in this movie. Exactly. Still in the power. And, and Bill Murray. Yeah, and Bill Murray. One of the greatest actors of all time, Bill Murray. Yeah. Shout out Groundhog Day. So, Space Jam, a new legacy comes out this year on HBO Max if you have a subscription and in theaters. No plug. Uh, We're not being paid by Warner Brothers here. And they actually just dropped the trailer yesterday. I actually Mm -hmm. really liked how they dropped the trailer. They dropped the trailer Saturday morning, Saturday morning cartoons, Looney Tunes. It all fits. Um, So we figured we'd give you a review here. It's a very nostalgic thing for us. It's a a brand new movie. We love film, television, pop culture. Um, So let me... so, So I'll go first here. Okay. I really, really enjoyed this trailer. Um... It's very, very different. I think there will be some purists of the original Space Jam who are like, okay, this is not my Space Jam. So in the original movie, you've probably seen it if you hadn't, uh, Michael Jordan has to go into Looney Tunes land and face some aliens in basketball, essentially, right? And that was where Space Jam came from. Mm -hmm. Jam being dunk a basketball, Space being they're fighting intergalactic species of aliens who have stolen some of the NBA's best players' powers. (laughs) Powers meaning their talent, I guess. And in this Space Jam iteration, the second one, which it'll be interesting to see if we have any ties to... The OG Space Jam. Yeah, that's Like, true. imagine Michael cameos, and he's like, no, nah, I ain't doing this again. You know what I'm saying? That would like, be funny, yeah. It'll be very interesting. To, I mean, what if Bill Murray shows up? Or, like, yeah. the OG aliens, you know, the... What were they called? I don't remember, to be honest with I you. Can't, I can't pull it either. The Monstars. That's yeah, it, yeah, The Monstars. Yeah. Um, 
So in this one, the Space Jam is a tournament that will be hosted, it looks like, in the world of the Looney Tunes, and everybody comes. Like, if you watch that trailer, everybody's there. I like, I really like that change. Brian looks like he's being Brian. It, you know, it brings his, you know, his. it's a fake family, but he actually does have a son who plays basketball. Very, Brian, Brian's very famous. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the story. I like that, ever, that Warner Brothers just opened the floodgates to everything in there, right? Mm-hmm. You have... I mean, what you saw Game of Thrones in there. You literally yeah. saw Westeros. You saw The Wizard of Oz. You saw Batman and Robin. You saw Superman. You saw Harry Potter. Like, all of that is in there. You saw Kong, which Kong vs. Godzilla came out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Pop culture. Uh, was it the Big John or whatever that Yeah, robot. the Iron Giant's Iron in there. Iron that's it. Like, literally everything's in there. They just opened the floodgates and said, take all this IP. You can use it all. Uh, they recreated the Miami Heat famous photo of Wade with Lola yeah, Bunny yeah, yeah, yeah. and Brian Duncan behind her. The story looks really good. I like the idea of playing with their son, playing for his son's life, which sounds kind of dark in a Looney Tunes movie. Um, let's see. The the five players, the, the monsters of this yeah. is literally NBA players. You had Damian Lillard in there. You got Clay Thompson. Uh, two players from the WNBA. Like I like that there's diversity there. Those characters look really good. Um, overall, I really liked it. And of course, we'll probably get into a little more details later. But well, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm hints. I'm sensing some hesitation <laughs> from you. I mean, okay, so like the overall essence of the movie, I really like. I mean, obviously, it's you know, it's a it's not a sequel, but it's a uh, it's another Space Jam. Um, obviously, the the cool shot with Lola Bunny was awesome. I, that's what I texted you about yesterday. Um, the the one player that really stood out obviously was Damian Lillard. He has like a robot character or something like that, and yeah. you could clearly see it was him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like it. I, the one thing that I'm kind of just on the fence about is to me what what the original Space Jam had that was so appealing was that cartoony Looney Tunes feel. The whole yeah. movie had it. This one to me feels a little bit more serious in a way, and I feel like that part. I'm as far as the trailer goes. That feeling does not have me sold on it. Now, granted, I could watch the movie and absolutely love it. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. We're just reviewing but, the trailer. That's the thing. There, there yeah. are incredible trailers to awful movies. There are incredibly awful trailers to incredible movies. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, like, I think one thing, like, just the new Star Wars, for example, right? All the new Star Wars. They, yeah. They had the advanced graphics, which made them... You know, it gave it that nice appeal for like what yeah. what today is, and I feel like they've done the same thing with the Space Jam, but it took it's taken the original appeal away from it. Yeah, I mean, I can see that it's it's still the flat two D, or it looks like originally it's like the flat two D animation, yeah. but it's just it looks way better. It's not you know right, it's not right. clearly green screen like it almost looks kind of real. Which, uh, and see, the funny thing is, is you mentioned like that humor and that feeling from the original. Mm-hmm. The one joke we get to see with where Pistol P, he goes, yeah. shoot the basketball. Shoot the basketball. Bang, 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 bang. Yep. Like, that was incredible. Like, yeah, I, was. I literally laughed at that. I thought that was very funny. Sorry yeah. for blowing your speakers out with those finger guns there. <laughs> no, I agree. And I mean, the the very last thing in the trailer where, uh, I can't remember her name, Grandma or whatever. Yes, the, the granny who has the, the Tweety, Tweety Bird. Yeah. yeah, where she's like doing whatever the basketball yeah. and just kicks it in or Senior whatever. Senior discount, 30 yeah, points. Yeah, I mean, that that's funny. I mean, it is, but, you know, it's just going to be... Something tells me the rules of this intergalactic tournament's not going to very much be fair. It's not. And who's the... I can't remember. It, it's War Machine, but what's the dude who plays War Oh, Don Machine? Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle. Like, I mean, I feel like he makes a good, you know, a, a corny bad guy. Yeah, like a, it, but I mean, it works. I agree. Yeah, it works. yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. It's really it's a Looney Tune movie. Yeah. 
So that's what you got to go for. So, I mean, I like that that aspect of it, too. Um, I feel like he's very much in line with like that the boss of the Monstars or whatever yeah, from the original yeah. one. So I feel like that's kind of in line. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna have to see it to see. I'm definitely excited to watch it. At first, I was kind of, which I had seen you, uh, Entertainment Weekly or one of those magazines release photos a while back, and you see LeBron as LeBron with the Looney Tunes. But yeah. at first, I thought they were gonna keep the the LeBron animation the yeah, whole yeah. time, which I was not because the, the the part of the allure is. Like was Michael Jordan with the Looney Tunes? Like not Michael right. Jordan as a cartoon because Michael Jordan didn't even have to be there for that. Yeah, you literally could just throw him in a sound booth, record his lines. He never even has to come on set. I, so I, I really like that. I'm really excited and to see like imagine like each like Warner Brothers property has a team. Like imagine like the DC universe mm. has a team like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, or like Westeros and like yeah, yeah, yeah. you have you know what I'm saying like that like there's just a group of White Walkers playing basketball like, you know what i'm saying that's pretty I think, funny, yeah, yeah i think the allure there i mean I, i'm very excited for me it's a cash i'm definitely excited to see it uh theaters theaters have already started opening up so that might be one you go to the actual theaters for yeah maybe i mean i feel like i i, I, I could see that one being a big release like episode seven was where we went and yeah. you know, everybody was there like i could see that yeah. like it's the first movie in Two decades. Well, it's like, multi generational, multi generational yeah. appeal. It's us who grew up with it. It's kids now who watch Saturday morning cartoons right. and love the Looney Tunes. Is does the Looney Tunes look like that? Like that new they've new animation? I don't think they look that anymore. To be honest with you, they've they've done all kinds of stuff with Looney Tunes. Which, granted, I haven't watched in a long time either, so I couldn't really tell you. But cut to Jordan like last Saturday morning at eight yeah. o'clock and eating, eating some Fruit Loops eat, watching yes. Looney Tunes. <laughs> I don't like cereal though, so that couldn't happen. That is so strange. Man. It is, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's and uh, granted, I don't even know if kids watch Looney Tunes anymore. To be honest with you, they yeah, got all kinds yeah of, I have no idea. So. Yeah, I hear about you know at the at the office we have a lot of kids, so I do hear like about like Paw Patrol and stuff like yeah, that. But yeah, no yeah. one ever's like, I love Bugs Money. Yeah, so you know who knows? Maybe hey, this could put them right back into the pop could. culture it psyche. Could. I mean, you know, I just think Bugs Bunny and Davy Duck are those classic characters. You know, I agree. You know, Sam and Sam. I mean. <laughs> So yeah, I mean. So who? So what's what's the rating? Cash, pass, or trash? I mean, Space Jam: A New Legacy. I gotta give it a cash because I'm looking forward to seeing it. Like I mean, I'm not gonna even even with my doubts with the trailer. Hey, the job of a trailer is to move the needle for your excitement. If you're if you're at a 11 excitement, it should make you have a 12. If you don't care about it at all, it should make you maybe want to see it. So if it moved the trailer, if it moved the needle for you, you know. Mm, I mean, either way, I'm intrigued. Regardless, okay. so. hey, you will pay to go see it in some form or fashion. Hundred percent. There you go. All right, so there's our Space Jam trailer review. What did you guys think? Drop it in the comment section of the Facebook. Tweet at us. We now are going to move on to one of y'all's favorite segments. I'm really surprised at how much people love this segment. Because yeah. I really thought this segment could get repeat, repetitive, but people text me on a weekly basis, and they're like, yo, Hall of Fame Renault was great this week. Keep it up. So now we're going to do some Hall of Fame Renault. Renault, Renault. Facts. So... For those of you listening, if it's your first time, Hall of Fame or not is a segment where one of the two Bash Brothers sitting currently on the Bash Brothers couch will bring five names from one of the respective sports that we follow, that being basketball, baseball, and football. They will list off the credentials of these players, whether they played one game or a million games, and the other Bash Brother will simply say if they belong in the Hall of Fame or not. Jordan, this week it is your week. Have at it, brother. We're gonna be really specific this week. We got a we got a special edition. We got a special edition because I'm missing 
college football a little bit, you know. We're, Man, I do too. We're we're three months removed, pretty much, from college football at this point. The old roots of remember <laughs> way long ago when it, when we were called the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Flashback to Flash, three man, months. Seems ago. like ages ago. Not even three months ago. Probably not. So we're gonna do college football edition. I miss college football so much. Hall of Fame or not? Should these guys go to Atlanta? Dang, this, is, fame. this is interesting because the college football Hall of Fame is is fairly new. It is. Especially and, the actual building in place, which if you haven't been, it is located in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. It is an absolutely incredible, immersive experience. And with college football, you have a whole different level to this, right? Because you're not judging a player on 10, 20 years of a career. You're mm-hmm. judging them on two to four years of yeah. playing time. Sometimes just one. Sometimes just one. I mean, one I'm looking at you, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like, so, which I'm not saying he's half, but you know he only played one year. Well, we'll, uh, well no, he played two years. He played two years yeah. at LSU, and then two he years, was yes, back right. up yeah, at yeah. Ohio State. Two years, yeah. So uh, I'll give you, I'll give you one right off the rip. We're going to go with a running back from the Pac-12. Your initials, CMC. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. So back up, he obviously was a second place uh, or a runner-up in the Heisman vote one year. He actually shattered uh, Barry Sanders' record for all season, all-purpose yards in the season. Stanford. Um, pretty pretty solid at Stanford. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think? Is he Hall of Fame or not? Man, I just remember Christian. Okay, so so when you when you say that name, Christian McCaffrey, and I think about his college football career. All I think about is he did everything. Mm-hmm. I think most of the records he owns are all purpose, right? He kick return, I believe he punt returned. Obviously, he was a star running back. He was a great receiver out of the backfield. For me, Christian McCaffrey is hall is a Hall of Famer in college football. And let's be honest, what you said is correct. We are judging them off of two, three, one, one year careers. Most of them three, and then they go. Because if yeah, you're yeah. college football Hall of Fame caliber, you probably didn't play your fourth year, right? Um. And yet, we still do have to bring in what they continue to do. Yeah. There are semantics in the argument. Oh, yeah. The dudes had an incredible incredible NFL career with, with yeah. Carolina and continues to do so. Absolutely dynamic. Um, if we, Yeah, the fact that he did it all, the fact that he is a great representative of college football and the NFL, and just the numbers speak for themselves. Take away what he's done in the NFL. Take away his image off the field. He was still an incredible running back. No, they never won a natty. No, he never brought home the Heisman Trophy. But just all-purpose yards, there's not many people who can do it all. Still holds plenty of records in the overall NCAA and, of course, at Stanford. You got to put him in the half. Yeah. This one's going to be tough for me because, obviously, I like to uh, to be the negative side of this a lot of times. Yeah. And, obviously, in college football, it's a little bit harder to judge players on lack of awards and lack of championships because – I mean, really, truly, for 2015, you only had two teams in a playoff. So, I mean, exactly. you know, there was and no playoff. It, and, like, let's say you have a 20-year career, 15-year career in the NFL. That's 15 attempts at an MVP yeah. or a defensive yep. offensive player of the year. You know what I'm saying? All of these things. And a lot less players to compete with. Exactly. Versus, you know, 240 college yeah. football teams, one Heisman Trophy winner a year. Yeah. So, regardless, I'm going uh, CMC in the half. I mean, Fast. dude's electric. I mean, when you're, when you're averaging, like – and in one of his down years, he still had over sixteen hundred yards. I mean, like that's incredible. Granted, you're you're gashing a Pac-12 defense, which we know how like Pac-12 defenses are. But either way, a, a running back doing that is insane by any by any means. So, yeah, I gotta give Christian McCaffrey a haul. I think dude's got a good brand too. I mean, like you know, no no doubt no doubt for me. So we'll move on here. I'll go to a old quarterback. 
I know a couple of those. No, a couple of them. This one's going to be number two. He liked money. He didn't really get a whole lot oh, of it. Oh, is this Manziel? Johnny Manziel. Hey, when you said number two. Texas A&M's quarterback. Didn't really take him to nothing, but he did win a Heisman Trophy. So, you got My that. goodness, man. So, Johnny football. Man, that's tough. That is that, There's a lot of thoughts. So, let's be honest. The dude's off the field's antics were on a whole nother level, right? Mm-hmm. He was the, he was kind of the first of our generation's kind where, I mean, always in the press for bad stuff, ultimately, you know, goes to the NFL, gets drafted by Cleveland. It don't work out. I think now he's playing in one of those, like, player-controlled leagues. Yeah, Like he, seven on seven or something. Or, yeah, um, but let's call a spade a spade. That year, his Heisman Trophy year, was one of the best seasons it was Joe Burrow esque. It was Tim Tebow esque, but he did. He paved his own lane, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody still remembers the the Alabama game. You, when I say the Johnny Manziel play, you think about the play where he does the three sixty yep. and the ball goes up in the air. He catches it. He comes around. He throws. You know what I'm saying? Like pop culturally, he was massive, right? Had a bunch of commercials. He did the dude perfect stuff. Like he was all about it. Um, and let's be honest, you know. The core argument for Hall of Fame starts on the field. It has to start there. Most people, most purists would say it has to start and end there. You got a Heisman Trophy. You beat Alabama. I mean, which at that time, that was when Alabama just was, I mean, they still are. You know what I'm saying? But, like, Alabama felt like nobody could touch them, right? Mm -hmm. Texas A&M definitely couldn't touch them. Uh, Kevin Sumlin did a great job of wrangling Johnny Manziel. He made putting your fingers up and rubbing them together and, and, you know, putting money, he made that very famous. Number one pick in the draft going to Cleveland. I got to say Hall of Fame. I feel like I might draw some backlash for that. But, I mean, like I said, it starts on the field and what he did. I mean, the dude brought home a Heisman Trophy. There's, you know, there's only, you know, like 60 people who have ever done that in their careers. Most of them will end up being Hall of Famers. I say Johnny Football's in the Hall or no, or no, or no. Okay, that was easy. Yeah, I got to go with or not. I mean, I, you can't take away from the talent Johnny Manziel possesses. Obviously, I think he'll go down as one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in college football history. But let's be honest with you. Heisman winner, you never really put Texas A&M in a shot to go to a championship or anything like that. I mean, your off-the-field image is, is anything far from squeaky clean. Like, you can't True. stay out of trouble. You know, you made comments all the time that nobody nobody liked or what would be considered uh, offensive in a lot of terms. I mean, the yeah. dude was just dude was a wild card, hundred percent. That's a good way to put um, it. Wild card's a good way to put and it. And I mean, you know, and, and again, that's not taken away from the player. Is I think he will go down as one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in college football history. But at the end of the day, a Heisman to me just proves how good you are as a player. It doesn't prove how good you are as a teammate or as a student or as an ambassador to your program, and I think for that reason... Those are great points. I think for that reason, Johnny Menzel gets an or nah. That's a great point. I think a lot of people will agree on you. That's a really tough pick there. I mean, that is tough. There's a a lot of semantics to go in that. And and it's true because the College Football Hall of Fame is like like we mentioned, is very interesting in terms of like, what if somebody just has the... They start one year, Mm -hmm. and then and, and they like, that's their year, and they just go nuts. They only did it for one year, but they broke all these records. They won a Heisman. Right. Are they Hoff material? Or do you have to have a full career? You know, it's an interesting, yeah. I mean, and that yeah. comes up to the picker. Yeah, so I can't go through this without throwing at least one Bulldog in there. Oh, go dogs. Go there, go there, dogs. Was, there was two. There was two uh, it came down to, and I almost, I almost went with Jarvis Jones. Joe Cox. I didn't. Wait, what? Yeah, Joe Cox. Grayson now, Lambert. No. Nah. <laughs> 
Grayson Lambert, you had an incredible South Carolina game, by the way, but past that, you twenty seven for twenty seven. So like I got to go with probably one of one, you may not you may not agree with this comment, but one of my favorite players to don a Bulldog uniform anyway, Aaron Murray. Oh yeah, massive fan. Yeah, quarterback, very consistent at Georgia. Arguably could be considered gotten closer to Jake Fromm winning a natty. He was one game away, but technically he was four yards he away. Was if you a really throw think about away, it. bro. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, shattered the SEC record for passing passing yards and passing touchdowns in a career. Dude was uh, electric, you know, just couldn't ever get Georgia over the hump. Went to two or three SEC championships in four years. I think two. It was at least two. Anyway, so yeah, Aaron Murray. Yeah, one versus LSU, one versus yeah. Bama. The the Bama one being the one I don't I can't recall I can't remember what year that was I don't remember it at all um block it from the memory that's an interesting <laughs> one right um okay so let's step out of our of our Georgia jerseys here right we we pride ourselves on removing all bias yeah yes incredible passer a really good career I unfortunately have to go or not here I mean great dude the, the off the field stuff he's now with CBS as a commentator for college football he will remain in college football and I think that will help build mm-hmm. towards the future um like you know you look at David Pollock who on the field you know defensive all-american you know first round pick played all four years he ultimately was a Hall of Famer on the field, but what he has done now with College Game Day, and he he's literally part of the core four now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Definitely helps the career. He got inducted, I believe, year or last year or the year before. Aaron Murray, yes, like I said, great on-field career. He did hold all kind of passing yards. I believe Jake Frum surpassed him mm-hmm. with passing yards there just at the University of Georgia. Never could get it done. And let's be honest, that has to play a part in it. Like I, th- I think we're right on that. He played in two SEC title games, never was able to win it. Uh, honestly, had a great had great teams there. You literally were a pass away from beating Alabama and going on to crushing Notre Dame, who I think Alabama just scored another touchdown in that game. My phone just alerted me. Um, I unfortunately have to go or not for all the for all the reasons previously listed there. Yeah, I think I think the best way I can describe Aaron Murray is wildly consistent, and why I say that is is he wildly consistent, or wildly consistent. Because That's he, a good way to put it, he was consistent a lot of times, but he disappeared in the games where you needed him to stay in most. Let's be honest, in twenty twelve, if you would beat South Carolina, you, there's a good chance you could have got a rematch with Alabama. Oh yeah, for in the sure, natty. for sure. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. You know, obviously Florida, the big Florida game we won. I think it was that same year. Um, Literally, he disappeared. When there was like six turnovers apiece, yeah, and he yeah. thanked Jarvis Jones yeah, for that for yeah. that forced fumble there in the end zone. So, I mean, you know, dude, dude was wildly consistent. He was there in the games you didn't really need him, and then there's a lot of times in games you didn't need him, he just disappeared. I mean, record breaker, but again, didn't win. Chart shaker. Yeah, yeah. A little shout-out to leave to the kids there. Hey. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, though, let's be honest, didn't win any big awards, never got UGA over the hump. Much like his uh, next number eleven that we had, but he will go down in the University of Georgia Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, to my Aaron Murray. Yeah, or oh, Ring for, of Honor. What do they call it at Georgia? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah, I gotta agree with you on that one. An or not for me for Aaron Murray, as much as it pains me to say it. Let me side note this just real quick. Let's not let's not take a ton of time on this, but we got a second. We're only at thirty four minutes here. We currently have four numbers retired at the University of Georgia. What do you think? Do you think if if eighteen wins this one this year? Do you think his name he, it goes up there? It's a very good possibility. Who's retired? I know Herschel. Is it Sinkwich is retired? Sinkwich, Charles Trippy, and okay, that's uh, it. and then oh, what's one the fourth more. one? I'm not going to be able to pull it off the top of my head. 
No, but yes, we just got three out of the four. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think let's I, say he Heisman and wins a percent. You think hundred percent? But also, too, eighteen's yeah. kind of a you know, random number. I don't know if anybody other than him at the university has wore eighteen. It's just super notable. You know what I mean? Well, speaking on that, you know, uh, Christian Pache for the Braves, yeah. he changed to twenty-five. Did he and a really? lot of yeah for this season, and a lot of people are saying he won't have that for very long. I haven't noticed. I mean, I. That number, that number, will, note, that, yeah, number Andrews, will, that number, that number will retired. go up there beside ten and six and yeah, oh, 100%, everything like, else. That's sad for me too because if I ever got a Braves contract, I couldn't even have my number. No, you couldn't. So Bobby, Bobby Cox took it. I got to call Bobby Cox up, and you know, it's a right. good conversation there. Maybe when we dive back into college football, we can talk about retiring jerseys from. Very I would love schools. to talk about the most famous retired number at all. 42 at some point. Let's be honest. Maybe one day we'll all wear 42. Maybe one day we'll all wear 42. Okay, anyway, we'll, we'll continue from there. We're going to go to another quarterback who okay. played in that same game we just spoke of. Oh. Alabama quarterback. Greg? A.J. McCarron. Oh, A.J., that was A.J., yeah. Back-to-back national championships, 2011-2012. Oh, man, that's, that adds to the rest. Dude resume. threw for 77 touchdowns and 9,000 yards, over 9,000 yards in his career at Alabama. Is he Hall of Fame? Also, he he had the girlfriend that Brent Musburger made really weird comments about. So anyway, uh, man, that what a weird what a weird little segment of college football that was. <laughs> um, see, okay, see, to me, him and Aaron Murray have very mirrored careers, right? Right. If you compare their stats, I I would assume they're both fairly similar, right? Mm-hmm. They were both like pure pocket passers they could move when they needed to but they didn't necessarily rely or go to that very often um but there's one key difference and you just said it the natties the man has two rings yep. the man goes to sleep every night with two rings in the trophy case um and i think that translates to the hall of fame yeah. you do it twice in a four or three year career Come on, man. It's tough not to say your bust needs to go into the Hall of Fame. So, for me, just based on an incredible career, which we just mentioned went along with Aaron Murray, he also has the hardware to back it up. I say A.J. goes into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think, and and to me, I think a lot of Alabama quarterbacks can go under this, this kind of title of a backstage star. They're doing a lot, but they're not at the forefront of necessarily like the Heisman votes and all this stuff, you know. That oh no, that, I completely agree. Yeah. Like you look at everybody, like all the great quarterbacks who had incredible careers. Yeah. Like even somehow, like you look at Marcus Mariota, Heisman Trophy winner, incredible career at Oregon, probably a Hall of Famer, never won a Natty. Yeah. There's so many quarterbacks you could list off who did that. But never won it, never completed yeah. it. They never achieved the yeah. brass ring. And I mean, you know, AJ McCarron, you know, he was he was kind of caught in the middle. You know, you saw Mark Ingram win it. You saw Derrick Henry win it. Yep. Um, but you know, AJ McCarron was never necessarily on that stage, but he did so much to propel Alabama to those two natties. I think he played in one more too, for that matter. I know he. I don't think he went to the playoffs. Is last no the playoffs? Yes, yeah, I didn't say yet. they didn't have playoffs. Yet. Yeah, so I, I think he went to a third one too, but he just didn't win it. He might have. I, I can't can, remember. Yeah, tough anyway, off top. I mean, dude, dude was incredible. Dude was a very consistent quarterback. Dude had a cannon of an arm. He was going to be a perennial backup in the NFL if he's still even there. I think he still is. But yeah, I think he still. I mean, is. hey, I'm going to be honest with you though. In case you hadn't figured it out yet, backup was the best place to be. You never have to worry about getting hurt, and you get paid for it. Make so, cash. I mean, yeah, yeah, true. But anyway, I mean, yeah, it, with all with everything that AJ McCarron did in, at Alabama, College Football Hall of Fame, hundred percent, I have no doubt. 
Yeah, and and I just want to uh, say you've done a really good job picking these. Like you've yep. honestly listed because you know we like to throw one in, like we throw Mookie bets in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guaranteed Hoff. These have all been very thought. Like these were well thought out. You came with the stats. You came with the facts. I'm I'm give you big props yep. there. So last one, um, a guy who I think also there's one more. Don't screw it up. Uh, <laughs> this might be screwed up. We're going to go with, uh, I was trying to think of somebody blatantly obvious. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Um, no, we're going to go with somebody whose quarterback career was massively underwhelming in the NFL. This guy you just said, no, nah, I'm not playing. We're going to go with RG3. Oh, man. Baylor quarterback. The Baylor Bears. One is, uh, won the Heisman, obviously. This dude, go ahead and, and strap up because these stats are insane, by the way. Over 800 completions with more than 10,000 passing yards in his college career. Jeez. And his senior season, he passed for over 4,000 yards, 37 touchdowns, and only six interceptions. I remember this year specifically because I was watching a Baylor game, and at one point, this dude had more passing touchdowns than incompletions. That's insane. During this season. That is insane. And this was like three or four games into the season. Yeah. So, RG3, Hall of Fame, or not. Man, that is a heavy, that's a loaded one for sure. Well, okay, so you just listed the stats on the field, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly incredible. Heisman Trophy winner, so he's got the hardware, right? Um, Woo. Off the field, he had it all too, man. I mean, pop culture-wise, that was when like Tebow and Griffin were massive. Yep. Um, and, and he had all the commercials, the Gatorade commercials. I think he was Under Armour for a little while. I get. I think you got to go Hoff. I mean, you just listed. He probably owns every record passing quarterback record at Baylor. I think that was under Art Browse. I can't quite recall. He probably, yeah, he probably owns all of those records. He has a Heisman Trophy case in the, you know, Heisman Trophy in the case. Incredible career. And that was kind of when the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve was in an interesting spot there because now the Big Twelve, I think, very very often competes. Back then, it really was. Just Oklahoma. You know, that was Bob Stoops' era. Oklahoma was in the national spotlight. But right. other than that, the Big 12 kind of shrunk in comparison to Oklahoma. And he really just revved it up. I mean, it was just a highlight reel every time he took the field. I mean, the stat, yeah. I, I whew, Man, that is tough. Holy cow. I think you got to go Hoff. Yeah, I, I feel th- like I'm being too liberal throwing up some <laughs> Hoffs here, but I think you got to. It, yeah, I mean, I got to agree. I think the only – the only reserve I have with RG3 is never really took Baylor to where they needed to go. I mean, you know, he had them. But, his, two, I think you've got you've to make sure you're viewing that through the right lens, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree the with BCS that, The BCS era was so strange. Yeah. I mean, only two – you know, you just said it earlier. Only two teams right. were even going to have the opportunity. Well, I remember specifically, too, though, like early on, Baylor was considered a contender, and then later in the season it was just like, eh. Which, granted, too, I mean – Defense plays a big role in this. Like Baylor's giving up a lot of yards and runs, along with what RG three is doing on the field. So true, he can't control that, obviously. But I mean, the, the dude's personal statistics, along with the Heisman Trophy, it's, it's hard to say it's no tough to him. To say yeah. no. I mean, a Heisman, a Heisman Trophy, I would say is probably going to be one of the hardest trophies to win yeah, in all I agree. sports. Yeah, I completely. Agree. I mean, you know, you're you're competing with what? What is there like 160 schools? I think in the F in the FBS. Yeah. And I mean, you figure eighty kids on and each school. And there's so many semantics, right? Yeah, 
And but, even if you take out that don't even think of 80 kids, there's 22 starters on each team. Yeah. For 160 schools. And, I mean, there's just, you know, I mean, you got kids like, you know, uh, what was the kid's name from BYU this year? It slipped my mind. Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Zach Wilson's a Heisman candidate this year, right? BYU's not a huge school. I mean, you know, BYU's considered a, a top yeah. team, what, once every decade maybe? In regular pop culture, there's probably not a ton of people who know Zach Wilson. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, Because he's a, BYU he's, is is such a small school. Right, and he's a Heisman candidate this year. I mean, so, you know, there's so many people who can be He'll considered He'll be a top 10 award. draft pick. Yeah. Somebody's going to take him, yeah. So he that, could go on to be a very, very famous professional quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, from that regard, I mean, if you have a Heisman winner, to, if you're a Heisman winner, to me, you you just propel yourself so far forward in this. Conversation. Plus, with the Heisman House commercials and all that stuff, you stay in the college football limelight. Right. You don't fade into non-existence. You stay there in everybody's forefront. And if you want Jordan's opinion, the best chance to win a Heisman is go to Oklahoma. I mean, let's be honest. No, play quarterback at Oklahoma. Play, I was sitting to say. Get Lincoln Riley to draft you as a quarterback. Yes, I completely. So what? Do you, so you say Hoff? I say Hoff. I say Hoff. Well, were we? Were we split? We split on Johnny Manziel. We split on Johnny. Everybody else. We were, Dude, we were that running. was fun. Cause college, like, let's be honest, college football. There's a lot more room for opinion because yeah. it is kind of. It's not brand new, but it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, if you have not visited the College Football Hall of Fame. Absolutely incredible in Atlanta, Georgia. I went every year, five years in a row. The first year I did not go was obviously 2020. Thanks a lot, coronavirus, for messing up my tradition. COVID, COVID football returns. COVID football returns. But not this season. Hopefully the world continues say, in hopefully. the way. Hopefully it continues <laughs> in the yet. way that we're going. And uh, fans are packed in the stands. Yep. We'll see. Man, that was a good show. Man, I'm glad we did this, man. Easter Sunday, we very well could have taken a day off. But honestly, the, the we, we spoke about that. We said, you know, it's Easter, family, friends, obviously, we, we you know, church and the Lord, that's very important to us. We said we could take a day off. But I think they're, the, the support and everything that y'all have been showing us is what literally I said, you know what, man, the views have been on the rise. Twitter's popping all, Facebook. We need to just continue, you know, because y'all give us that support. The least we can do is sit here for 45 minutes and talk about sports. Yep. Something we, we, and life and everything in between, the stuff that we love to do. So, uh, Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six, uh, Facebook, Jordan Harris, and probably about 45 minutes on my PlayStation playing Assassin's Creed. Big facts. Uh, you can find me out on Instagram at Connor Mason Chandler, on Twitter at Connor underscore Chandler. Facebook as well, Connor Chandler. But the most important is on Facebook at, at the Bash Brothers Podcast and on Twitter, which we have been very active lately, and that's been doing really well. Shout out to everybody in the Twitter gang there. BB hashtag BB Potty. That's BB P O D D Y. I love that. Is honestly our hashtag. Drop it on the potty. If we ever do merch, you better believe I dropped it on the potty. P O D D Y. <laughs> we'll be on there, and the, the Twitter is at B Bros pod that's at b bros pod on twitter and then you can find me in about an hour stuffing my face for an easter dinner easter i cannot lunch. wait hopefully we get some fried okra some and everything in between cheese. there uh but hope you guys had a great easter have a great week stay locked in stay ready and as always we're the bash brothers signing off Yerp.